0: So it takes me about an hour to record these episodes and then it takes me another 25 minutes just to record these intros because I do them over and over and over again uh, because I mess up. So we'll try this again. Leron Hirschhorn, your host of the e-commerce mindset. Here. Um, it's been a little bit since I put out the last episode. I've been extremely busy this month, but still trying to crank out the episodes um, and put out uh content. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. In this episode, I interview Paul Barron. We talk about how he built a very successful brand in the baby niche, how he's done so utilizing both chatbots as well as uh, influencers. We talk about how he gets people to who buy his products to become influencers for um, his brand, which I think you'll find uh, really interesting. The podcast is sponsored by Incrementum Digital. Incrementum Digital is my... Uh, add a add and marketing agency. We help brands grow uh, on Amazon. We started as uh, ads only. Now we uh, fully manage brands on Amazon, um, and actually started to take on some Walmart advertising um, as well uh, recently. Uh, in addition, if you're looking for growth capital for your business, um, I recently helped one of my clients get um, $5 million. Um, They got originally a million dollar, you can call it loan of growth capital for their business. um, And then recently another $4 million dollars to help them grow their business in 2021. Uh, if you're looking for growth capital for your business, it doesn't need to be uh, that high, it can start as low as 25000 reach out to me. My email is in the show notes. Uh, and lastly, if you're looking to exit your business, reach out to me as well. I can help you kind of navigate um, you know, all the craziness that's happening in the market and maximize your exit. Enjoy this episode with Paul Barron. So we have with us on the show today, Paul Barron. Paul is the founder and CEO of Chat Marketing University. He's also an e-commerce seller, uh, does a lot of work with both chatbots and on the uh, influencer marketing uh, side of marketing. Um, Paul, welcome to the show. Good to be here, man. Great. Awesome. Um, so um, we'd love to hear a little bit of your story just in terms of how you got into E-commerce, um, and then I want to get into a little bit of talking about um, chatbots, as well as building out, um, you know, building out sort of a, a tribe of, of influencers that promote your brand. Uh, but we'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into e-commerce uh, in general.
1: Yeah. Um, so ever since I was a t- I was a I was a boy, I was always doing like little odd jobs around the neighborhood, whether it was like mowing people's lawns or you know, I had a had a paper route and um all that sort of stuff you know when i was a, in high school i had a uh I, a business i say that lightly but i called it the cutting edge i thought it was super clever um but yeah. <laughs> it was a landscape it was a, a lawn mowing business <laughs> yeah, yeah the cutting edge cuz you know anyway we were not the cutting edge i had a geo metro and if you're familiar with those they're little three cylinder cars that like the suzuki swift they're basically the exact same car And no power whatsoever, but I would take my lawn mowing equipment, weed whacker, leaf blower, lawn mower, put it in the back of the Geo Metro and then drive around and mow my, mow my clients' lawns. And, um, uh, growing up, I actually wanted to go into ministry and do like nonprofit work and, you know, charitable stuff like missionary style, like go into third world countries and set up orphanages and that sort of thing. Um, and so I had never really thought of myself as actually wanting to be in the business world because from a young age I I just knew what I that's what I was going to do with my life. Um, growing up, you know, plans change, you know, things change, and um, obviously, like if you're going to be doing anything and you want to make an impact in the world, having money matters because if you can, mm-hmm. if you want to do charity be, charity work, it's a lot better to say, well, I've got you know ten million dollars and I can just do this rather than having to go and do a bunch of fundraising. And so that kind of began to be sort of integrated into my life vision around the time when I was just about graduating high school. So 18, 19, Um, went to school for still, I went to school for pastoral leadership. Um, Again, you know, that kind of fell through, came home, didn't have a degree. And I was just forced to kind of do odds and ends type stuff. But marketing kept coming up. And it was always something that I just had a knack, a knack for Um, fast forward to uh about what is this, 13 years ago, no, 12 years ago now. Um, was dating my wife, uh, was interning at our church and making like two or three hundred dollars a month, maybe four hundred on a good month on on donations and charity. Um, and I got hired on um at a company uh where I was employee number twelve and it was a digital marketing agency. And it was, um, right after I, I was trying the year before to, I had done a whole bunch of stuff. I was, I started a a videography business doing wedding, wedding videography, which is terrible by the way. Um, if, Mm -hmm. if, if the, if the, if if you miss the first kiss, you can't have a redo, um, wedding videography (laughs) is really hard. Um, I did a, uh, what else was I doing? I had a knack for a graphic designer. At least I thought I did. I'm really not a very good graphic designer. And so I was like, Hey, let's start a web development business or, or I didn't even call it web development. I, what did I call it? Website. I think I just called it a website business. because at that then this is 12 years ago, I didn't even know what the heck, how websites were built, but I was like, it can't be that hard. So started a company. And I say that lightly again, because I didn't know anything about business. Then I still feel like I don't, but I know a lot more than I did. Um, Mm-hmm. Learned learned a little bit about internet marketing, got hired at this agency. Um, and then within a couple of years, I was making six figures. I was their one of their lead salesmen, director of channel sales, and learning a ton about digital marketing. Um, a lot of our clients at this agency um, were in e And so I was exposed to this whole world of selling on... And at the time, it was big commerce. Shopify was sort of around, but um, they were... There was this time when it was like Magento, Yahoo, uh, Yahoo stores, big commerce stores, Shopify. And then there was another one that starts with an E. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But it was early in the e-com days, you know, 12 years ago. And I was seeing a lot of these people. There was one lady who was making $1,000 a day selling this janky gadget that like it was like a mouth exercise thing that got rid of wrinkles. And I just remember thinking like, wow, $1,000 a day that's insane. She's a, she's rich. And I just didn't, I, I kept running into these stories. And so um, I just kept thinking, man, I want to start my own e-commerce business one day. But I was working, you know, full-time. Fast forward um, to, let's see, uh, I'd been married for two years. So um, 2012, uh, I was fired from that job. Long story, but it kind of put me through this crisis where, you know, early the first portion of my life I had this desire to do ministry and help people and give back and do charity work and stuff um you know took a drastic shift started making a bunch of money but I was super dissatisfied in my life and I went through this real crisis it was like a a crisis of faith personal crisis identity crisis I had built up um I was starting to build a name for myself in this in this industry and all that was taken away from me and I went through a period of depression for like two years um came out of like long, that's a, that's a whole nother topic going through therapy and all that stuff. But, um, came out of that and it's the, the entrepreneur thing still kept coming up because, um, I had built a name as the guy to talk to in our community when it comes to marketing online digital websites. So I started another, an agency doing web development, web marketing in 2014. It was called catalyst media group with one of my best friends. And, um, we were, uh, just the two of us, he was going to do the development and design. I was going to do project management and, and sales. And within two or three months, we weren't really making much money. So he got a full-time job and he was working nights. So then I got a part-time job working as a waiter and still trying to do this thing. A year into this, um, we heard of the opportunity selling on Amazon, which prior to this, all of my experience selling on Amazon was basically retail arbitrage or wholesale, you know, because a lot of our clients had these contracts with with companies at this at the agency that I worked for, and Amazon just never made sense to me. Because in my head, it was just a race to the bottom. Like I didn't mm-hmm. think that you could make your own products. Uh, I mean, we had clients that did that, but I just didn't understand the process, and I, I just didn't really realize that there was such opportunity selling on Amazon. So, in 2015 was when we launched our our business with my my wife Rochelle. Um, we were part of, you know, the amazing selling machine, uh, you know, the amazing.com tribe. And um, I remember the very first sale that we had was the incidentally, it was the first prime day ever, July, 2015. Um, and this is one of those things. that's crazy to look back on. Cause we didn't plan it like prime day at that time was like, like Amazon being weird and doing a sale in July. And, it, and then now it is what it is today, right? But back then it was the right. first time um, and we had nine sales our first day. And I was so stoked. And I just remember thinking s- specifically because I was still trying to to start my, my marketing agency during the day, doing that during the day, being a waiter at night. We had just had um, our first son. He was almost a year old at this point. So insanely busy. Uh, but I had this dream that, okay, if I... I could finally see this is my path to e-com. It made sense to me because I was like, okay, well, we could just, we could find products that are in demand, make them better, do a better job of producing them, do a better job of marketing them and really build a real brand where we have real value. Um, And so going into Amazon, it was always a brand play. And from the get-go, it was never about only being the number one, seller in our category. Obviously that's like, we want to be, and, you know, not everybody wants that. Some people just want to be, you know, top 10. Um, for me, it's, I always want to be the best in everything that we do. And that sort of framed, like how we grew our business is a very brand first approach. Um, you know, in my head, if I'm going to be launching a product and I'm, uh, instead of doing a giveaway to attract people, what that, what that opportunity cost is, how much would it cost to acquire a customer that actually pays? And so that's where I think is like, if I can get somebody to pay for my product versus just giving to them for free, what's the cost difference? Um, and then what's the ranking difference? Like uh, can I build a list while I'm launching a product? So all of these things go into, like you had mentioned, like chatbots when those came out in 2016. And I really started exper- experimenting with them in 2017. It was like heaven because b- building a list especially in the early days was so easy. I mean, we built a list of 1500 people in three days using chat, using, using chatbots. Mm -hmm. Um, granted it wasn't a very well targeted list, but what that experience did for me was it taught me that this alternative communication method was hot and that I need to continue to look for things that are on the fringes that, that are, you know, there's like this life cycle because you're, you're heavy into marketing too. You, I, like, I like following a lot of the stuff that you do because you're really deep in the, the newest trending things. And um, mm-hmm. it, like people like us, I think we're looking for this, these outliers that not a lot of people are talking about, but I see something that it could be hot. Um, yep. You know, and so dabbling in that and experimenting to the point where, okay, I feel like I've got this. And then now at the point that I, that I am now, you know, f- uh, six years later, you know, 2021, um, I'm fortunate to have had some success where we have money to have a team and pay those people to do stuff that, you know, I became an expert in. And so now I'm training them and trying to duplicate myself, you know, in the chat agency specifically um, so that they can be the experts and and do that yep. for, uh, you know, our brands and then also our our, our client partners brands. So that's. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, how, how do you use? Um, how, how are you utilizing? I guess chatbots to build a list, and then, what is the purpose of that list? Is it for launch purposes? Is it for, you know, selling at, you know, full price? Um, you know, what are you, what are you doing with that? Is it, is it specifically for, for ranking that you're kind of using chatbots? Because um, one of the things you mentioned was kind of b- taking a brand first approach and trying to get somebody to buy without giving them necessarily a, you know, a free product.
1: Right. Um, so how was, or how am, or maybe how, how has it evolved? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess how, 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 has it evolved? Maybe, okay. maybe it started out that way, but yeah. yeah. How, how has it evolved?
1: Yeah. So initially I remember the, I remember the first test so again, I was like testing these in early 2017, but it was in, um, I think it was October, November that I, I, um, go through these weird times where like middle of the night, like I just can't sleep and I'm like, I just got to do something. So I had this crazy idea. Like what if I ran this promotion where we required people to tag people to enter and it was a hundred, it was a $75 gift card and it, you could win too. And this, okay. That was how I started. It's totally a violations of, uh, it's totally a violation of Facebook's terms of service, by the way. You cannot require people to tag people to enter a contest. I didn't know that. Yep. I just did it. Yep. And I think the illustration point here, if, if for people that are listening is uh, we talk about this a lot in, I mean, you're, you're pretty active on clubhouse along with me. And I think the same, yep. the, the same thing that we hear and we preach to people is that it's okay. It's cool. It's great to be a learner. You need to be a learner, but you've got to be a doer. And if all you ever do is mm-hmm. just sit and learn and learn and learn and learn and learn, you're never going to get anywhere. And so, Thankfully, I go through these random ADHD moments where I just like do a bunch of shit and like throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And that's basically what happened with chatbots. And it ended up being amazing. So then the immediate, my immediate next application, which um, it's really cool because I'm seeing people using the same method that I pioneered back in 2017 to get reviews was thinking through, okay, I know at this point, I had, you know, learned, okay, you can create a custom audience of past purchasers on Amazon. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew that you could target them on Facebook. Um, I knew that, uh, one of my friends was doing a thing where he was mailing people a postcard and offering them a freebie, uh, just because just for purchasing, no, no review required nothing. So, um, he was just giving them like a low, low cost loss leader and like his review percentage was insane. The one thing about that was that is a violation of TOS because you're not allowed to mail people postcards. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, how can we apply this? How can we do that same methodology? And so I developed this um, system for getting reviews, which is just targeting past purchasers via custom audience, promoting, you know, like a Russell Brunson style uh, free plus shipping offer. um, And then just giving that to them regardless of, you know, whether or not they are going to leave a review. And then at the very end, following up for a review on the original purchase, which is in line with Amazon's COS TOS you're not giving them a freebie for review. You're just reconnecting with them. They're seeing an ad. They're proactively engaging with you. They're getting the giveaway. And then eventually, you know, you're following up with asking for a review on the original purchase. That was the, that was a very first big flow, big thing that I did. And it worked amazingly well and it still works amazingly well um you know there's obvious ways that you can do this that are going to violate tos and there's ways that you can do it within tos i always stay on the squeaky clean side so that was like one of the main things um in terms of list building why i'm why i'm doing this is honestly um i don't have i didn't have the best follow-up strategy when i started i just knew that if i could build a list for myself I could launch to that list and it would be cheaper. And so that was the original purpose was um, Mm. proactive list building. There's two methods, right? There is getting people that come into our flow once they saw an ad after they purchased and then targeting new people that have never purchased. There's, um, you know, via like a lookalike audience or something. The whole purpose was so that I could uh, have an audience that we could launch products to uh, have an audience that we could engage with more, more often. So that was, that was the original purpose and that still is primary purpose in like at least w- one of the main purposes in everything that we do um now we have flows that are designed to do you know help you like launch products or rank products if you if your rank is slipping you know we have the the reviews on autopilot method which has kind of become ubiquitous in the amazon space that it's a it's a tactic that a lot of people are using which is cool um but mm-hmm. everything i'm always building a list because if you're gonna be spending money to do that, you might as well have those people sign up for something. So that's primarily now what we use it for is list building because inside Messenger, you can get an opt-in for SMS and email at the same time. And um, I'm a big proponent of owning your customer base because cur- you know, most Amazon sellers, it's they're Amazon customers um yep. we don't we they're not ours they're theirs so that the question that becomes is how do we build the name for ourselves how do we co-opt what amazon's done and build it for ourselves but not just co-op but also build it on our own so that we can stand on our own so yeah
0: so so are you do you have so like are you using a, a post-purchase insert to drive them to messenger mm-hmm. um or what's yep.
1: you know sort of um a flow as far as like getting getting reviews, uh, u- utilizing Messenger? I do. Yeah. So I do everything. Um, there's so many, there's so many ways to utilize Messenger that people don't realize. So there's QR and in, QR inserts, which is, you know, you can you, QR codes, which you can put in the inserts. Um, and uh, what we do is we have a warranty registration. Um, mm-hmm. I want to split test a couple different lead magnets because I don't feel like with our product line, a warranty is like the biggest deal because it's a $17 (laughs) purchase, but still people register. Um, So that's one method Um, in that flow um, where we split test either um, asking for feedback, which is, I prefer saying, what's been your, what's your experience been with the product? I like using that type Mm -hmm. of language rather than review. um, Because I think just the word review, it's, it's more of a mental, I think it just, creates more mental blocks yep. for people. So I like, I like feedback or experience. So we split test that, or we also split test driving them into our influencer groups. Um,
0: Got it. So, so the person um, has a QR code and then that
1: goes to a messenger flow. Um, we actually have an intermediary landing page on one of the QR codes. So we have two calls to action. Currently our packaging is being redesigned um, right now. It's, it's amazing. I'll just, I'll just show you what we're doing. Cause it's super Cool. But currently we have a, we have Uh a trifold insert. Um, the two main questions we have are how do I register my purchase and how does it, how do, how does it work? How do I use it? So the landing page we have basically provides those two options that people can pick. Um, if they pick register their purchase, it opens in messenger. If they pick, how does it work? Then it goes to our website with a how to video.
0: Got it. Um, and so that, okay, got it. And, um, and then you're asking them for feedback in the in the flow um and if the feedback is good, you're sending them to a review, or what's the process to get them to to write a review yeah. you mentioned using the word feedback which which I also like better yeah. uh, as
1: well i I ask um regardless, and it's all about psychology and phrasing so um you you're not allowed to in terms of service split if they've had positive experience or negative experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I would much rather err on the side of extreme caution and get fewer reviews that are, you know, five star, than get to Mm -hmm. a situation where Amazon may, cause I, I I am now at a, at a position in my, I guess, I don't I don't career. Is that the right word? I don't know. Journey. Mm -hmm. Go journey. Yep. Um, that I know that I've had Amazon people listening to what I do like watching my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that. And I just want to make sure that everything that I teach is above board and everything we do is above board. Yep. So we yep. don't pre-filter what I do. What I prefer is understanding and leveraging the power of psychology and human interaction. So saying something like this, if you know, we'd love it if this, if you would be able to share your experience to help other people who are in a similar position as you, so what, what we're doing there is you're 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 doing a lot of things. You're saying I, we would love it if you could be the hero, right? So we're saying you could be a hero mm-hmm. and you can help people solve a problem that you got solved. So in, in that question, it's a subtle push to positivity because mm-hmm. somebody who has had a good experience is going to say, yes, I want to help people solve this problem. If they've had a negative experience, they'll just be like, well, I haven't had my problem solved and I hate you. So I'm not going to leave a review. You know, that's, there's a subtle difference there. Now, thankfully Mm -hmm. our products stand on our own and they really are very good. And so we don't really have Mm -hmm. to worry about negative reviews um, because the products themselves Mm -hmm. are good. And that right right there is the cornerstone of good reviews. (laughs) Like if you have a shitty product, you're not going to get good reviews. It It doesn't matter how you ask. Like, yeah, you may if you pay people, but if you're running into that issue, you got a product problem. Like you don't have a review problem. Right. You have a you, got a you got a product problem. Right. Yeah.
0: Abso- absolutely. Meaning, yeah, you can pay for positive reviews, but you're also going to get negative reviews from just people who don't like the product and are continuously leaving you neg- negative reviews. So it's a it's an uphill battle if you have a if you have a, a product uh, if you have a product uh, problem. Yeah. Um, one of the things you mentioned was. Um, moving the person potentially into like an influencer group um through through the flow so what what is that process like um essentially you're taking your past purchasers or your buyers and trying to make them sort of brand ambassadors
1: Mm -hmm. yeah brand ambassador would be a good word that's i think that's probably the closest approximation um Uh our our tribe is really unique um we work we have worked with a lot of the same women for now coming on four years and Mm -hmm. it's it's been a really fun journey because when we what what
0: niche are you um oh some people don't don't want to share the
1: exact products but like what category i'm in i'm in baby outdoor and swim so if you look i mean seriously if you google my name in amazon chances are you'll find what i sell in five minutes anyway so i'm not really that concerned
0: um
1: yeah but we sell reusable swim diapers um we're the category leader uh, according to dozens of sources not just me um we lost the bestseller badge recently but i think it's just because there's some uh competitors driving extra traffic but we'll get it back in probably a month or two when they realize that it's expensive and that we we own we got own it. them um anyway um got it influencer stuff so when we started this um first and foremost i was never thinking influencers in my head at the time influencers were like people with hundreds of thousands of followers um i was after brand reps which are basically everybody or anybody that has any following you know we were obviously the more the merrier the better the photos the merrier but four years ago um we were coming off of being on the racial race show um our um let's see the, the episode, we, we shot it in November. It aired in December. Um, We had won this big, you know, award, had a bunch of publicity. My wife had just been interviewed by Forbes. And so I was thinking, okay, how can we, how can we keep that ball rolling? And one thing that I noticed is our social media presence was terrible. Like Facebook was okay. Um, I knew, I knew how to get fans and engagement on Facebook, but I just could not figure out Instagram. Um, mainly because I'm just not one of those people that's always taking photos. Like we did this thing with, um, Lauren and Drew holiday who are Lauren's a uh, Olympian. She won the world cup with the U S women's national soccer team. Amazing person. Her husband's an NBA player. We did this whole thing with like a video shoot with them. I completely forgot to take a picture the entire time. Like I'm, ter- I'm terrible, <laughs> I'm terrible uh-huh. with, with photos. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't figure out Instagram. Yeah. I saw this thing where people were promoting brand reps and um, we had to, most of the time these brand rep programs would require the brand rep to continually purchase to maintain a discount or something. So think of it as like a Mm -hmm. super cool, like baby brand where it's like these awesome rompers and it's like the moms that are like, Oh, I want my kid to be seen in this. And so in exchange for Mm -hmm. being, you know, repping, sharing photos, they give you a discount most of the time. We couldn't necessarily do that because Mm -hmm. our brand, one of our brand promises is we're eco-friendly. You only need one or two of our products ever per kid. Thankfully, we have super customers that buy everything we sell, which is awesome. They don't need to, but I appreciate them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking through, okay, how can we incentivize people to continue to share about us when they don't like a discount's not going to work for them. It's not going to, that who cares? Like, you don't need that. Um, Right. So, I wanted to to game. So I basically settled on gamifying. So we gamified promotion and that's how it started. So now I'm looking at them now through the lens of this is four years ago, seeing that these, these are nano influencers. These are women that have worked with us for four years now that promote our brand regularly, like all the time. Um, And they tell their friends about the program and then their friends join so that our, our influencer group, if you will, um, has grown over time to I mean it's not massive. We've you know a couple like a hundred hundred women, but you know, you have a hundred women mm-hmm. that have a mixture of followings between, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand, you know, the reach is in the millions. And and yeah. um And what's the what's the incentive for them to share? You you mentioned those you know sort of they're they're not always buying again. Yeah. So
0: how are they what what is the incentive yeah. I guess. Well,
1: it's it's funny because they don't have to, but a lot of them do. We actually give them free products all the time. But they they will they'll mm-hmm. order it as as gift items for their friends. Because they I mean they get mm-hmm. a discount, they get a discount for all their followers. So they're either their followers will get use the code, or mm-hmm. if it's like a baby shower or something, they'll they'll use it. So that was not necessarily it's funny because like obviously I want to make sales, but the sales were secondary. It was all about exposure, and it still is. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so hang on, I lost track of the question. I got distracted. I
0: yeah, yeah, no, ba- basically it, it's, it, you know, yeah. the, uh, the the question was around, you know, what what is the incentive yeah. for them to share? But I guess they're, give- they're giving their followers yeah. uh, a coupon. The, the the,
1: I think another bit of the incentive is that we're, we're an up-and-coming, we're an innovative brand. Um, and being that I'm a brand-first person, I, I focus on story, right? So we could tell the story of, mm-hmm. My wife and I started this company because we did research and we found this product and it looked like a good good idea. Like that's stupid, that's a stupid right. story. Nobody cares. Um, the right. story that we tell, and this is true, it's just I'm overemphasizing things. And I'm for the people that are listening, I'm I never ever advocate being disingenuous or not speaking with integrity. What I do advocate is creativity mm-hmm. and storytelling. Okay. You can creatively tell a story mm-hmm. that's engaging, still true, without leaving all of the details. So what with the story that we tell is Um, my wife wanted to start this, which is true. She, I mean, she's not a very entrepreneurial person, but we had just had our, our first son, Bo, in 25th, in 2014. Uh, she was at the time working as a para professional. So para is, they work with special ed students in, um, the school district and just not making any money. Um, it was basically costing us more to have her work than to be home watching our son, but because I was trying to start this marketing agency, we really couldn't afford that. And that's why I was working nights nice as a waiter. Um, I was working nights nice as a waiter trying to start this marketing agency. And so we were looking for ways for her to make money at home. You know, learned about how you can sell on, on Amazon. And we had this experience in 2014. Bo was one of eight kids in our group of friends that were born. Like, I don't know if your friends are like that, but you know, like your, your friends have kids. And then I said, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. everyone's pregnant. yeah so we were in that we were in that phase um and so he was the youngest of the kids so they were all going to like swim lessons and we have a rec center here in town so we'd all go swimming and somebody had given us a reusable swim diaper um we had this conversation prior to having kids because i'm i'm a cheapskate and i am like eco-friendly at heart i'm not going to call myself um i'm not going to like i'm not in your face like you need to save the planet you know your carbon emissions are destroying humanity type I grew up in Colorado and and the Mm -hmm. mountains are my playground. And so Mm -hmm. being a smart person in regards to nature is just how I was raised. So I was like, Hey, we can buy, we can get cloth diapers and it would cost a couple hundred bucks and it it would save us money over time and it's better and blah, blah, blah. And my wife was like, no, because what's going to happen is you're going to be all excited about this and you're going to say you're going to wash them, but you're not. So, I was, mm-hmm. we got this reusable swim diaper and I was like, well, maybe we can just do reusable swim diapers instead. So that was kind of our, our consolation prize. Um, turns out that the ones in on the market mm-hmm. were just terrible. Like there were, they wouldn't, they wouldn't fit mm-hmm. him. Um, we ended up having to go with disposable. So that was stuck in, our, in her brain when we were doing product research. Mm-hmm. So that was like th- not November, December, 2014. We're doing product research and she starts to look into baby products because we decided early on, again, being brand first thinking. That if we're going to start a brand, we want it to be in something that we know about baby pets or outdoor. Uh, She researched swim diapers at the time. It seemed like it was a good opportunity, um, which it was then. Now it's, you know, super saturated. And we have a lot of, I see a lot of people that start businesses and then they're out and like, they're out of the game in like a month or two. But that was how Mm -hmm. we started. And that's the story that we tell is we were looking for ways for my wife to make money. Um, We had this problem with the swim diaper is that you know, the reusables um, were too tight. They didn't work. They made him cry. Um, they, they're just ineffective. And disposables cause diaper rash. And he loves swimming. Like we had a lot of friends, we would always go swimming. And so we had to come up with a solution and then enter our product. And so that's, that's the story that we tell. And so in that, that's how we've gotten a lot of grassroots PR. That's how we got on the Rachel Ray Show, um, telling that story effectively. So people wanting to partner with us is part in, they see that we're an up and coming brand. They wanna align themselves with us. They see that we've gotten exposure. That's one part of it. Another part of it is that they are behind our mission, that they, they're people like us that love quality family time. They're, you know, it, it's a smart choice. Like if you can go to reusable, why not? It's low impact, saves you money long-term. And so that's, those are a lot of reasons why people join our squad. Other reasons why people join our squad is because it's a really, it's a great community. The the women that we have in it are fantastic people. Um, they become friends with us. We become friends with them. There's side benefits of, you know, you can actually make some decent money. Um, whether you turn into a blog writer, a content creator for us, we pay for blog writing. We've started paying for when we use people's photos mm-hmm. uh, in social media. So there's ways for them to earn money. So there's, there's a ton of reasons. It, um I know there's a long answer, but that's it for that yeah, that's yeah. it for us.
0: And user generated content just performs much better, right, on social media in terms of like an organic video of a mom with a baby using the product is gonna work better than probably a high production type yeah. video, right? Um when it comes to when it comes to social Every media. Day. It's-
1: and it's not just ads, but it's the it it's one thing for you to be posting it on your channel, but it's another thing for, for real customers to be posting it on theirs. Right. And that's where the power lies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so you so so you you basically um have a flow where you offer them to kind of come into your um come into your sort of brand um sort of ambassador program. And then you also so you know, from a service standpoint in terms of how you help Brands, you help them with building out chatbots for a variety of marketing reasons, um, and then you also sort of offer this as a service in terms of helping people build out the, their own tribe of sort of smaller type of influencers. Yeah.
1: and it's we have a phased approach because we actually start with the influencer thing because um, we live in a you know we live in an attention economy, and it's it's mm-hmm. authority is driven by what people say about you and the, and the, more people are saying and the better things they say, the more authority you have. And this is obviously we know this on Amazon, like the review game is strong, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that where most yep. Amazon sellers, I'm not going to say fail. I would just say maybe they have blinders on, or maybe they just don't understand or know the best ways to do this is off Amazon authority. And I really, I firmly mm-hmm. believe that we're living in a world now on Amazon where we're going to see the authority off Amazon matter, way more than it has in the past
0: yeah paul right now okay one of the top 100 search terms on amazon one of the top 100 most searched keywords on amazon is tiktok wow. leggings. i don't know if you've seen this um but somebody posted this in, in a group uh because i'm generally not i'm generally not myself in the market for legends <laughs> uh, but somebody posted this Check, wait somebody general in, generally it, not it, <laughs> I'll say generally, I can't, you know, I can't confirm or deny, (laughs) but generally not, um, you know, in the market for leggings, but, um, um, yeah, somebody posted this in the group like, wow, you know, TikTok leggings, number 87, most searched keyword on Amazon right now. And if you go into Amazon, you search it, you'll see a bunch of, you'll see one with like thousands of reviews. Then you'll see a bunch of sort of like copycat people who sort of added it now into their title, you know, and try to rank for it. But exactly what you're saying, right. This like TikTok uh-oh. being a major force in terms of dri- driving e- e-commerce yep. um do, do you do you sort of dabble into into tiktok i know it's a hot area um i personally sort of feel like out of my element i don't really know how to yeah. leverage it or use it i would say if i if i were to do something there, i would hire um hire influencers there or but myself i don't really uh much easier for me to use my voice and build build a following same. on Clubhouse and on TikTok. I'm I'm,
1: exa- I'm exactly um, the same with you. It's like I I I I feel like I have good things, but then they go nowhere. And it's maybe that my sense of humor is not actually funny. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't I mean, know. it could be, be. I mean, um but yeah, so you had asked like oh so so TikTok, yes. I really want to do this with our brand. The the issues are um, we are highly invested in Instagram. We're also retooling the structure of what we're doing with our brand rep program. So I am working my way out. I'm mostly out of Bo and Bo Littles now. We we have an amazing CMO who she's absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um and so the the most the biggest disservice I can do is interject too much and and kind of micromanage. So mm-hmm. uh, they know that I really want to do TikTok. We just We're not going to do it until we can, until we can actually do it, if that makes sense. So yes, we're going to do it. Have we done a ton? Not really yet. Um, It's on our radar. It's been on my radar since January last year. Um, So yeah, I want to, uh, how we do this for customers, you had asked earlier that I didn't really answer is um, Mm -hmm. generally we start things off with an audit because um early on i say early on it's only been since, since september that we've been taking clients um we're currently beta testing our offerings because uh when we first started i think we were starting at a, like a thousand dollars a month to do this and then we were losing money um so we're beta testing pricing we're beta testing i mean you know, what it's uh, building an agency is hard you've done it and training mm-hmm. so we're yep. in this phase where we're making sure that our training is good that that we're delivering. So it starts with this audit. And what we do is we do a deep dive into people's brands because I was going in with the assumption. The only case study I had was our brand. Now we're building case studies. And, um, you know, when we started this four years ago, it was social media was a little bit different. So acquiring brand reps was a lot easier. Um, so what we do is we, we look through, okay, how much brand work have people done? Do they have an active Facebook page? How, how active is your following? Um, do they not have anything? So a couple case studies that are emerging now we have two clients that started at the same same time paying the exact same fees um basically started the same week one had no facebook page at all she had nothing she we had to start it for Mm her um the other one had a decent facebook page and he was like most people trying to do everything himself he had a couple posts here and there but at least he was he was working he was posting it wasn't consistent but it was good and he had a couple thousand followers high quality Mm -hmm. branding high quality packaging amazing product Really good customer service, so he had the seeds there. So with him spinning that up took about, I think, two or three months uh, to start getting some good brand brand ambassadors with him. So now we're in the phase of we've built we we're, we we built the seeds of a good tribe. Now we're going to start leveraging driving traffic to Amazon because before I start driving traffic, I want to start building our authority because off Amazon because that decreases the cost for traffic. The more authority you have, the more buzz you have, the easier it is to get people to click. Um, You know, it's Mm -hmm. just basic human psychology. Um, The other one we're finding, you know, it took, it's, we're still building that list for her and it's about four or five, five months in now. So uh, yeah, we build this out for people. Um, The, our, our goal with every, everyone is to make sure first and foremost, that they understand that this is, it's a long-term play tracking ROI is not the easiest because it's social media. I mean, what we know for what we know for a fact is that this exposure helps us get placements. This exposure helps us be listed in the best of lists. And the more exposure you get, it's just a, it's like a snowball that just rolls downhill and it keeps picking up speed and growing with time. And that's our role with our customers is just to start that snowball rolling and start creating buzz and, Um, building those influencers out so that we can launch products profitably so that we can launch to that list so that we can leverage them to help spread the word and, um, you know, lean on their audiences for, for reviews and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great. So um, basically what you're doing is kind of helping people in, in terms of what you've done for your own brand using, using chatbots, building brand ambassadors um, and building sort of this um, tribe of influencers that will, you know, help get, get your, your brand out there. And, you know, I guess originally when you said you're building a brand first approach um, you know, this is um, you know, this is, this is kind of the, the approach because, you know, I think there's, there's kind of two ways or there's two ways you can build sort of a, a successful Amazon business you can build a brand off Amazon first um, and then have a tremendous amount of searches already around your brand name uh, on Amazon you get a lot of traction and then you can also just build keywords and reviews um, on Amazon um, and then the other thing you could do is kind of work on both which sounds like this is kind of yeah. what you're what you're doing you're working on the Amazon side but then you're also working on the sort of just building building a, I would say more more of a real uh, a real yeah. brand, um, which, you know, I think I, I don't know that you're, you're so much of a real brand unless people, um, one, have some kind of emotion, right, that's tied to y- your brand name or have some kind of affinity to it, um, you know, and if it, if it lives just on Amazon, doesn't have a, its own voice and, you know, it's fine. It's a successful, it can be a successful business, but maybe it's not so much of a, what what you would say is a, a, a real Right brand. Um, and you're using, you're using that off Amazon sort of brand to build, to further yep. build the brand and grow. That's exactly it.
1: And the, this, this question comes up all the time is how important is a brand on Amazon? And I would only say it's only, in, it's, it's, in, it's important in so much as how you dominate off Amazon, because if you can win almost like we all, we've all done this. We look for the product or whatever. And especially like on Amazon, we try to, we know what we want. Maybe there's a brand name that we have in mind. And every now and again, we might diverge from that brand name. But I think that people in general, not I think, I know, psychologically people are creatures of habit. And we live in a world of comparison. And we know that if something is keystoned in our brain as the best, wherever we're hearing that, maybe it's from friends, maybe it's from online reviews. When you go to Amazon, if that is keystoned, so, Anchor A N K E R, Anchor the brand, has been keystone in my mm-hmm. head. Yep, because I their products are amazing. They really are. They've done a really good job. Yeah. So I've had bad experiences buying the, the basic private label versions of this, and so I almost exclusively buy Anchor. Um, and yep. yeah, it's because also, they've done a good job of building a brand. And now, it, how did they do that? And it's in my head, it's. It's the quality of the product first. It's the uh, hidden extras that you get in like the attention to detail, um, everything. So that's.
0: And by the way, you know, I had, I've had, I only buy anchor. In fact, I have Mm -hmm. two anchor chargers. Um, One that I charge during the day and one that I use during, like one I charge overnight and then like I switch them off, basically I charge one overnight um, and then use it the next day. And then I, go back and charge the one I had from the day before, basically. And, um, I, you know, I don't, uh, like that's the only way I charge my phone. And my experience with anchor was, um, you know, um, I guess I'll, I'll admit here on the podcast, uh, you know, I go to sleep sometimes listening to stuff on my phone and charging my phone at night. And one, one, uh, one time I basically, I dropped the charger off the bed and broke and I emailed anchor and they're like, yeah, you haven't, uh, you have an 18 month warranty here. Give us the order number on Amazon. They just sent me a new one. Um, you know, and like the service is so good, I'm, you know, that I basically said, you know what? Like, I'm just buying Anchor because they, they, they're, if I know if I ever have a problem with one of the products, yep. they take care of it. Even this was my mm-hmm. fault, you know, I dropped, I dropped the thing yep. and they replaced it. Um, and that goes, that goes a long way. And, and um, you know, the, the thing you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast was that you originally thought that Amazon is a race to the bottom. But if people are coming to Amazon searching mm-hmm. your brand name, it's not a race. To the, it's exactly. not a race to the bottom because they're looking for your product and they're they're willing to pay more because they're coming in already having some kind of affinity towards your brand mm-hmm. and that's really the power of building, you know, building off Amazon because if when that when that mom recommends your product, that that person seeing that, following that that mom, you know, on her social media, they're gonna go buy that even if it's five bucks more or ten percent more, twenty percent more than mm-hmm. than the other guys because it's it's recommended and they trust it and that's really the power of you know branding right that does protect against that yep. race to the bottom because there is even a race to the bottom in private label right even without sharing the buy box and people competing people come in with lower prices on, on you know competing products and can drive the market down but if you have a strong brand then you can avoid that uh, when those competitors come in yeah. at lower, uh, I, at lower I prices.
1: I completely and totally agree with you. And this is why Chanel can sell a vinyl leather bag mm-hmm. for thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, because they have built a brand. They built a name, an affinity for their name. And uh, yes, it's it's it takes more work. But in the end, if you do a good job building your brand, then it it gets you like, okay, two years ago, I, I was speaking at the billion dollar seller summit. I got an email while I was in Austin from Michael Phelps agent saying reaching out to us because he, Michael Phelps, had heard about us and wanted and wanted to work with us. Um, they they wanted to work with us on on the upcoming Olympics, which ended up not happening. But that's the power of owning a niche and owning a brand is that it get it puts you in position to be able to leverage and get more bargaining power. Like all of this stuff, all of the buzz, we, we were going to last year, we were going to have a big push to get into retail. Uh, If we hit our goals, we would add another 2 million profit at the end of the year. Obviously COVID happened. We're in a heavily hit industry because it's travel, it's swimming, It's everything, you know, it's outdoors. Mm -hmm. So we posted some positive growth. It was like five or 6% over the year. We were targeting 60 just on Amazon. Long story short, COVID, you know, it sucked. It derailed stuff, but we're still in a position that we can go and we have bargaining power to go to whether it's a bigger influencer or whether it's a bigger chain. We can say we are the best. And it's not just us saying that here is everyone saying we're the best and we're going to add money to your, right. we will help drive you traffic and we're going to increase your sales. If you purchase, you know, if you, you know, that's, it adds bargaining power is what, is what it comes down to. And that's the way that my brain thinks. And in, in the end, it adds equity. It adds value to the company. It makes us more attractive. Instead of just going to an aggregator, we can go to a special, like a, a specialty buyer and mm-hmm. our our multiple goes through the roof if you go through specialty instead of aggregators instead of looking at three to four x you're looking at ten to twenty x
0: and if you have off amazon yep. sales um, and social media etc that does you know can also add depending on depending on what it is can also obviously add to add to the to the value uh, of the uh, of the brand certainly can certainly gives you an edge maybe over even an investor looking to buy something you know in terms of everything that you've built so um definitely has uh has value um paul this was really good um how can people get in touch with you and um find out more about what you're doing follow you i know you're you're also Mm -hmm. doing rooms on clubhouse um yeah uh, how do people yeah clubhouse honestly
1: is probably the best way um if you're on clubhouse Mm -hmm. follow me um you and I hang out a lot in the same rooms. Um, you know, there's a bunch of great Amazon mm-hmm. rooms now. Um, so that's the best way. Check out, um, if you're interested in the services we offer, you can go to the thechatagency.com. So it's thechatagency.com. Um, you know, we're not for everyone, um, but if you're if you're about building a brand and, you know, looking to build an exit, then this is, it's something that we can definitely help with. Um, otherwise, if you want to learn more about chat yourself, you can go to Chat Marketing University yourself. And that will, that's the, that's the kind of, Got it. I have the two arms, like that started with CMU, uh, chat marketing mm-hmm. university, teaching people how to do it quickly discovered that we're now in a phase where people are like, I don't want to learn. I want to hire. And then the, that's where the chat agency yeah. came from.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, excellent. Uh, great. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, I think this was really, uh, hopefully inspired people to kind of think about. Uh, Some of the things that they can that they can do, you know, leveraging both on and off Amazon uh, audiences. Uh, Thank you so much. Paul. Absolutely. uh... Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you know of a great guest or if you yourself would love to share your story of your your journey, building your brand or you have something you think the podcast audience would love to listen to feel free to reach uh, out to me and I'll see you on the next episode of the e-commerce mindset podcast.